Hey, everybody. Uh, this is Dr. Darren, um, the one brother from Brother Dr. Dads. I uh, wanted to uh, welcome you guys to our first ever podcast, uh, BDD. And uh, this is where me and my brother just uh, in effort to stay connected and to really just to offer encouragement, education, and entertainment. We thought this might be a, a, a fun avenue to do it. So in this podcast, really what we're going to be doing is uh, the format is going to follow the title of the podcast. We're two brothers. Um, we talk on the phone through this uh, uh, Anchor podcast app, which is fantastic so far. And what we do is all we... I just share stories of our past, um, the crazy things we did as kids and are currently doing as brothers. Um, we'll talk about uh, caseload and our medical journey and interesting cases that week, um, things that are happening in the medical world. Um, and also, constantly, you're going to hear our children in the background. We'll talk about the joys and the struggles of being a parent in today's world and in a uh, life that includes uh, being a physician as well. Um, I always have a blast and have a deep respect and love uh, for my brother, and uh, I think that that should hopefully come through in this podcast. So really, this podcast is for me and my brother, and if you would like to follow along and enjoy the journey, I uh, would love for you to subscribe and be part of this. And so, uh, again, thank you for uh, coming to our podcast, and I hope you enjoy the first uh, episode. Dad, you there? Yeah. <laughs> we did it. We are victorious. Nice. Well, if we get anybody ever to listen to this, maybe that'll be fun. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> All right. So, uh, um, yeah, I guess we'll do an official introduction. This is uh, Brother Dr. Dads. Uh, it's Dallin, my brother, and me, Darren. Um, Dal, what kind of doctor are you? I'm a doctor of physical medicine and rehabilitation with uh, fellowship training in sports medicine. Freaking snazzy. And I'm a family board certified physician and I work as an ER physician. The idea of this podcast is just to let people follow us around or listen to our crazy stories while we stay in contact and tell stories ourselves and uh, have fun with it. And Yeah. Well, I think... Yeah, I was just uh, like I told you before. I I think that you know, we always have phone conversations, anyways. We're always swapping stories, and and uh, but I think if we can add a little education, and you know, I picture this is something that like maybe Melissa or even Mom would like to listen to, you know. And uh, who knows? So I told I did a little intro before this one, and I'll clip it to this. But I was saying that I don't apologize for kids crying or life in the background because that's part of the podcast name. <laughs> yeah so because we'll just probably have to do these wherever we can in the mornings or on dog walks or whatever yeah Hobbs is playing with his bank his grandpa made with him so it's a big, uh, you know the old uh you know the old uh way they used to do the the mailboxes you know with the turn t- turn style oh yeah huh you know like we had we had in Heinz yeah so Tim bought a bunch of those and then he made everybody every grandkid a like a little prison piggy bank with that as the door. Yeah, I saw Michelle's little post about that. Those are cool. So the one the question that popped in my head is, if what do you think if there was any uh, any uh, type of physician that would be good at doing those type of things? Which one? If you pulled the audience, who do you think would be the best at making at doing, little at doing what type of thing? 
Yeah, like the wood woodworking kind of stuff. Oh, probably orthopedic surgeons. You think so? Oh, <laughs> <laughs> you know, I'm pretty sure those guys. Have you ever noticed like the upsell on the the machines that they use, like the hammers? Yeah. And the saw, I mean, they're like Home Depot. They just some medical company. You know, well, it's like uh, it's like in the rehab world, Meta Honey is very big. And you can eat it, but it's used in wounds. It's just honey. I mean, it's honey. But it's uh, stamped with uh, some approval. Or <laughs> or medical superglue. Yeah, the Dermabond. That's just, I feel like it's just basically superglue. They just tinted blue. Yeah. <laughs> Put it in a cool squeeze. Individualized it, for sure. Yeah. So for anybody who's listening, and I don't know if there's any, uh, you can't say that uh, superglue from the stores is... Uh, clean but it has worked for my life many many a times cracked fingers yeah, and small it's cup saved, abrasions it saved a lot of people from going to the er in our world yeah i'm sure did you uh i always used to get them when i was playing basketball like on the ends of my fingers my fingertips would always crack did you no, ever get I that playing hoops gashes and stuff but i've never my fingers never cracked that bad i probably played a lot more than you that's probably why yeah played on the end of the bench <laughs> I got splinters in my fingers picking at the bench, so that's why I, had, I needed super glue. <laughs> Uncle Darren Hobbs is saying hi. Hi, Hobsters. What's up, buddy? You're on our podcast. <laughs> hey, have you ever thought about the, your kids, about uh, any of them? This is an honest question. Like, I always look at our kids and I'm like, you know what? Because I had a lot of classmates in med school whose parents were doctors. Do you think yeah. any of your kids will follow? Uh, I doubt it. You don't see that? Phoebe is uh, going to be a librarian, at least right now. <laughs> she definitely, yeah, but see, Dow, she, all, she loves to read. That's all med school is sitting in your tush in a chair and she not moving have, for 10 hours. She can't have, handle blood. Well, you don't need blood. She could be a psychologist. She yeah, could but you, be... have to get through, you have to get through that. And you have to get yeah. through that. Uh, you know, your, your first semester of dissection of a human body. Yeah, that's rough. That'd be tough. Uh, Hollis, I don't think, has the, uh, um, I guess, focus to do it. But well, he, I got through. <laughs> she's only, yeah, that's true. She's only six or seven. So. Waverly, I think Waverly's going to be a comedian, if anything. Um, she's awesome. And Hobbs, who knows what Hobbs is going to do. He's too young for me to guess. Yeah. If I picked any of our kids, I think Marley. So for listeners who are coming on, uh, Dallin and I both have four children. I have four daughters. He has three daughters and a son. And no. uh, where that? What do you remember? I can't remember how. When did you have your first kid? What stage were you in med school? Uh, so Phoebe is nine right now, and so we that that put us our second year of medical school. Okay, and we had so just we, we had just had Marley when we moved. Because I didn't get into med school the first year, and then we started that post back the master's program. Yeah. And then we had she was like two weeks old, and we moved to Vegas. I remember moving there, and it was freaking like 115 degrees, and Uncle uh, Rick and Aunt Bentley came down from St. George to help us move in. It was so bloody hot. That place was that pl- that was Mars, man. I couldn't believe. Oh, that was <laughs> awful. Yeah. No, it was uh, Phoebe was born so. Not only am I a, a fan, uh, you know, a doc, and I'm a, I'm active duty military. This is Dallin. So, in between in medical school, I got a scholarship to pay for school called the Health 
health uh, services profession scholarship, I think is what it's called. Uh-huh. Anyway, you have to go to officer basic training in between your first and second year. So I went when my wife was eight and a half months pregnant. Oh, dude, I remember that. I remember, yeah, keep telling me the story. I remember this stuff. Yeah. So we were out, you know, out in San Antonio, and this is a three week course. And uh, I'm sure she was super pumped about that. Yeah, it was really awesome. Um, no, it was a six, sorry, six week course. I came home at on July fourth for like a little weekend getaway that they let us take. Uh huh. And um, the day before our graduation in San Antonio, you know, Michelle was trying to call all night long, say that she was, and then my roommate woke up to the phone, not myself, and then so I had to get out of there quickly to get home and. Michelle so your your bunk one. mate, your army officer training mate, he's the one who heard the phone. Yeah, yeah. Nick, he's like, Nick, shut up, shut up, Somebody's Thomas. Trying to call, man. Somebody keeps trying to call you. Was it just so, on vibrate? Do you remember, or was it ringing? Or no, I'm sure it was just on vibrate. But oh man, he uh, thankfully heard it. So, but it was fun. So that was that was Phoebe's birth. I made it back before she was. Well, born it was like was, within hours, wasn't it? Like she, you got there. Wasn't it like she, that night or something? No, she she went into labor like three two o'clock in the morning, and then I got back to Atlanta by like four o'clock in the afternoon. Okay, so, so you had that that afternoon evening to be with her. Yeah, I got there, and then I think an hour later she had the baby. Oh no, she started labor the previous early morning, and you got there that later that afternoon. Yeah, yeah. Holy yeah. go! So any time she could have. Oh, I I thought. Okay. Wow. Yeah. So she went. In, yeah. Her water broke at like two o'clock in the morning, and then she—that's when she called. So now, were Tim and Sally were they there at all? Did she have any? Uh, I think Sally was there. No, Tim. No, Tim was there. Sally was not. So that's awesome. I'm. Yeah. No, man, what a story. I'm laughing right now because uh, you know that hillside behind our house. I'm digging away. Uh huh. The kids have named it Mud Mania because it's just like four foot of clay just mud yeah. and they just play in it and you you know i think there's a good lesson in this because here i am i'm trying to level it so that i can put grass down and maybe put a basketball court so our kids can have fun our kid my kids they will spend hours out here just making rolled up mud balls and currently marley's trying to make a mud throne and <laughs> i tell you what there i think there's a lot now and hey, switching medical gears. I mean, there are there are multiple studies, um, right, about the exposure of kids to germs and nature, and the overall healthiness that they have as an adult. And I think dirt is fantastic, man. Yeah, until your kids get botulinum toxin. <laughs> well, you ain't gonna get that where I live. So, <laughs> no, I agree with you. Uh, you know. Like they say, you know, the earlier the exposure to the immune system, it's a healthier, healthier way to go. Yeah. I read this one uh, two years ago, back when I did that periscope, you know, I came yeah. across a study that was done in Australia and they actually studied, um, I can't remember the amount, it was like 2000 kids. They were educated, they were like K through five or something like that. And uh, they actually studied kids that ate their own boogers <laughs> and they, and they studied the children that they were like self-professed or maybe I don't know who identified him. It was the parents or the teachers or classmates. Oh, he's a booger picker. Put him in the study. 
And uh, but yeah, they actually they actually followed these kids over the course of like five years, and they studied the ones that were booger eaters and the ones that weren't. And they, ironically, or maybe no surprise, the ones that ate their boogers had fewer sick days, fewer reported illnesses. <laughs> and uh, the article was talking about how boogers were basically, you know, the body's own antibiotic or little vitamin pills that they were eating. <laughs> <laughs> Boogie, little boogie boy. Yeah, man. I thought it was pretty funny though. Just funny. But. Yeah, no, it goes. I was uh, one of our my one of my uh, transitional year directors. She was she's an allergist, an immunologist, pedi- you know, pediatric pediatrics trained. Uh huh. She always talked about how the um, the recommendations that they started giving, you know, I don't know many years ago about. Don't you don't want to expose your kids to eggs? You don't want to expose your kids to nuts or any of that stuff. And that was the current Whatever. like kind of health field recommendation at the point at that time. Yeah, it okay. was not based on any science. It was just hey, we don't want to get them to build up an allergy. But then they think, well, your body needs to you know expose themselves to it. So so they were like, all that was just not based on any real science. It was all expert opinion at the time. Yeah, so it didn't really turn out very well. Yeah, I think I think there's a lot of that in medicine in general. Like you know, you know they have a consensus and all professional opinion, um, you know, and all those studies where it's just like, well, this is what we've done for 30 years, but now they're going back and kind of redoing these studies, and they're like, oh wow, that didn't show anything. We've got no proof to <laughs> for that medical practice. Hey, on a uh, real tangent, Hobbs is up here with me, you know, in the upstairs bedroom. Yeah. He jumped off the dresser onto the bed and then did a front flip off one bounce. Nice. Front flipped onto the bed. Simon, Simon Giles. Is it Giles? Simon Biles? What's her name? Simone. Sim- Simone Biles. Oh, my goodness, dude. She is unreal. Talk about yeah. – she is phenomenal. Do you, you hear the controversy about her, about uh, the scoring with her? Yeah, they're giving one of her moves. Uh, they're not making it hard enough, and she's like, BS. Yeah. Because I make – easy she she is doing moves so complicated that no one has ever done before they're like well yeah that's not hard for you so we can't you know we can't give you more points because that's not fair you know <laughs> uh, the movement was the double it was the double twist the double double off the bar yeah off the beam yeah so. kind of makes me think of like uh zach or uh, uh, shaquille o'neal and lebron james when they play like the refs are like well i can't i'm not gonna call fall when they foul you i'm like come on it doesn't even do anything to your layup. I mean, I'm not gonna call a foul. <laughs> it's you know, doesn't. It's still a foul, and you know, Simone is still. Uh, anyways, that's. We were talking about that earlier before we started this podcast, and it makes me think about Simone. About a, uh, I've always told I, you know, this is kind of my personal belief, and I think we've discussed it. But I think every children need two things in life growing up: uh, a trampoline and exposure to gymnastics. I think that, I think that every kid needs that. Yep. As far as their domestic, or not their domestic, but their development, that body proprioception, the body awareness, whether you know everything. I think it's. And oh, you know, you probably plenty, get a, plenty of research to to, to back that up. Yeah. yeah. And then you probably get a few broken bones, and they're like my kids have. <laughs> well, uh, your kids have uh, inferior genetics. <laughs> Here we go. This is kind of our introductory, so tell a little journey. So I'll do a Reader's Digest kind of mine. So our uh, I'd gotten married. Uh, well, I was actually dating Shannon, 
and uh, I didn't really know what I wanted to do. And, you know, I, I thought it was funny about our journey, Dallas. We kind of ended up kind of this, you know, on the same path. And it was really independent of each other. Like we weren't really, I don't think we ever really had a, hey, what are you going to do with your life conversation? We talked a couple times about it, but not really. I just remember kind of thinking, well, I'm just going to keep going. And I remember us calling, talking like, well, maybe I'll just go get a master's or a PhD or something. And yeah, I remember us kind of going through that. And uh, I remember we kind of hopscotch. Can remember we interviewed at a few of the same schools, but different places. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And then uh, I remember we interviewed at Toro. You interviewed there too, right? And uh, Kirksville, are those two places we interviewed at the same place. Yeah. 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 And uh, obviously it didn't work out. It didn't work out for me. You got exactly – that was, that was awesome because you got PCOM, right? You went PCOM Georgia and Atlanta. Yeah. And then I we didn't get accepted that first year. But they, uh, we got an awesome opportunity to go to Toro and go into that master's program. Do you remember, do you remember uh, the same guy who had interviewed us in Kirksville? I do. The jerk doctor. <laughs> he was a putz. So this is Darren and I, like you said, we I interviewed in different years one year apart but when i went to kirksville i interviewed and they had this one guy he was a basic scientist and he his office was like harry potter's uh, closet it was like I everything. That. He, was, he had no windows and he was shoved back into a corner somewhere but he was really he was really high on his horse about good grades and and uh i had a c in my physics class <laughs> and he he asked me how he how i thought i could man handle medical school if i could get a c in physics i tried to explain that i was getting married over the summer and i had to get a c i had to do physics just to apply to medical school and i was happy that i didn't lose my fiance (laughs) and i was doing graduate work at the same time and he didn't he didn't like my uh my explanations and then, then the very next year darren goes and applies there and then we were talking about it and Darren, what did he tell you? It was kind of the same thing. Anyways, when I got yeah. to this guy's office, I remember, obviously, you're already like just bundles of stress. You're just like, like, and I was, anyways, I just, it was just so stressful. You're worried. You don't know. And they, I remember in my particular interview, he like said no. They said, hey, we've got, a, you know, a medical school interviewee here. He's in his office. And I remember them, like the person I could hear the his conversation. Well, I'm busy. I can't do it. You need to send them. You need to send them home or do someone else. And so they had like this multiple back and forth interchange about how he wasn't going to come interview me. I was like, great. So I knew this guy was going to be showed up totally bugged that I'm wasting his time. <laughs> yeah. So I was already on the bad guy. So he showed up and didn't even make eye contact. Just like walked past me, walked around. He looked down and he saw that I had a poor grade on my genetics, which was not even required for med school. I took it purely out of curiosity and it was kind of the same scenario. And it was kind of, uh, I had to recently married and I had my calling in the bishopric, you know, for the church. And, uh, Shannon was super sick, trying to take care of her. And I was taking all the prereqs. And so I was like, well, do I, I need, do I need to focus on the, the uh, scores that actually matter? And then genetics is just whatever. And that's what I had to do. Anyway, so he just scrolled down. He's like, oh, so I saw that you uh, uh, performed very poorly in genetics. And I kind of told him the same thing. He's like, oh, well, 
I don't think you're going to be very good here. So, uh, and it was super short and awkward. I tried to explain it, and then we tried to turn it. And it was it was awful experience. It's horrible. Yeah, I do remember that guy very well. Yeah. Did you uh, did you have anywhere? Now, I know you interviewed at Turo, and you did get accepted, but it wasn't good for your family. But did you guys? Do you remember any interviewing anywhere and just feeling like, man, this place is awesome. I, I could go here. I would love it. The, the the midwestern campus in phoenix oh okay that was really nice i do remember I that like, one i like the at still campus in in mesa yeah and they're great but um i didn't we just didn't want to move yeah that's what it turned out. so yeah i remember i, I felt there's a lecom uh lake erie college of osteopathic medicine down in bradenton florida and yeah they didn't they didn't I see in physics. Yeah, I I was so impressed with that place. But I remember uh, one of the requirements is you had to show up to uh, every day in school with the shirt and tie. And I I was like, oh, that's awful. (laughs) That sounded like the mission all over again. That was just horrible. I wouldn't Uh have wanted that. So no way. Well, it all that's what's crazy. Obviously, we'll get into the nitty gritties and different stories as we're uh talking and stuff like that throughout all these uh, these podcasts but kind of giving you an overview and then so then Dallin you went through med school and then you were accepted now you I want to hear your side of the story of our military kind of journey how you joined and what happened do you remember you talking, talking about how the time you baited kind of are you, do you, do you, is there any other version of this? Yeah, story? there is. Go for it. I want to hear your side <laughs> and then I will appease to the listeners to have compassion on, on my soul. <laughs> so Darren and I are both applying to medical school and we're thinking, hey, how are we supposed to pay for this? And then Darren has, hey, Darren, Dallin, there's the, there's a military scholarship that they'll pay for your tuition. Or pay for everything for the four years of medical school. And I was like, oh, man, that sounds pretty good. I got to join the Army. I don't know if, you know, wasn't sure if that was, you know, the right, the right idea. Well, and I'll add, I'll add that. right in there is I don't, I think that there was, at least for me initially, there definitely was not just money. There was an altruistic, like, I was so uh, just impressed with dad and I, I loved and he was our hero, you know, and I just, I felt like he gave and I was like, well, maybe this is a way I could serve my country again. So I, I felt like I had, I had like a desire to serve for the military. And so obviously the financial was big, but I also like, Hey, maybe this is a cool way that I could do it too. Okay. Go back to you. Go. I didn't have that much of an altruistic. I was simply, I was simply worried. I didn't want to have to pay a half million dollars in debt. And so I was like, you know, the army, that sounds like a good deal. My dad did it. You know, I guess I could, I could certainly suck it up and do it. Um, uh, and Darren had said, "Hey, I'm I'm putting my application in for the army." And I was like, "Oh man, that's I think that's a pretty good idea. That's right. I'll, I'll do that." You know, so I put in the application, and everything's kind of going through. And I had been accepted in medical school, so the army was moving forward with my trans with my pa- packet. And then Darren and I get on the phone. He's like, "Dallin, I got some bad news for you, brother. Shannon does not want me to do the army." And, uh, and then I said, Oh, okay. But he goes, don't worry, man. I'm going to, I'm going to do the air force. I'm going to do the air force. And I was like, okay, well, we'll, 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 yeah, we can still be in the, you know, we can, you know, 
even though the Air Force is nothing compared to the Army. <laughs> anyway, so I was like, that's fine. And then uh, Darren's, uh, remember how we said Darren had inferior genetics? Well, he had appendicitis. <laughs> and hey, that, first uh, day of medical school. I mean, you're talking about a learning Going, I was so committed to my education and learning what it's like to be a doctor. I, I, I allowed my body to become ill. That's what happened. So then Darren gets, uh, he gets the appendicitis and, and part of the process. I mean, as you guys, as if anybody's listening, understand that most people choose the, the path of least resistance and the recruiters for these scholarships are no different. And they realize that, oh, I've got a kid here that I have to the application and say now I have to get a waiver so get surgery it's not a hard process but and then Darren lost his scholarship because yeah I went down to the bottom of the pile and so yeah that's what happened and they kind of gave us was there so Darren for the audience is there any reason why they should believe that there's any other thing that happened than bait and switch oh <laughs> uh, you know well honestly see bait and switch I think it denotes a dishonest dishonest intention and that was not our intention our intentions were pure <laughs> and i was excited and it didn't that just happens now um and our uh my personal belief if i can take the heat and the crosshairs off me for a second <laughs> is i just i i think that that's what heavenly father needed to happen so that it worked out for our family because <laughs> I we we look at the sacrifices you great individuals do you and like those six weeks officer trainings and all these different trainings you have to do and then these deployment periods and um, I, I Shannon and I honestly it would have been the, not that it isn't hard for anybody it's extremely difficult for anybody to do that and uh, but I, I looking back we are extremely grateful that um, that my appendix did decide to get inflamed and had to be removed because it that that gave us an opportunity because they 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 gave us a basically a medical release even though we weren't truly committed yet the physical exam was the only thing that had to be passed and so yeah so bait and switch yeah as you as you record as you listeners can tell the bait (laughs) many a great man have been hoodwinked into many many of the responsibilities Good deal. All right. Well, probably I don't know how long an average podcast is, but uh, no, I'm grateful that it all happened like it was supposed yeah. to. Darren's was the plan. It was the right thing that happened for both of us, and um, I just I apparently I had to be I had to be a horn. What's that? Uh, hobnobbed or horn <laughs> hoodwink? The hoodwink to join the army. Maybe, maybe. Well, it's, it's probably, probably good. good. And well, we'll talk again now, obviously, because we, we talk all the time. So I don't know. Should we like, is there supposed to, I don't know. Do other podcasters, do they have like trademark sign offs? You know, uh, they might, but uh, I don't think we're, we're not there yet. We're not trademark worthy. Or I know that there's one guy, Dr. Mike. He's the one uh, who's all over the, he's like, stay happy and healthy. We can't, I, don't, we, I probably just, I can't monetize this podcast now because I said that. <laughs> I've infringed on his rights. Today's today's sign off will be uh, be weary of other people's so called good intentions. <laughs> Don't believe in fake appendicitis, <laughs> even if it's your brother. All right, man. I love you, Dal.
All right. Thanks, everybody. Bye.